0: mediocre hobbies podcast episode 11 what it's really like to work for games workshop
1: all right well let me let me harass you then about what it's like to work for games workshop so you've not worked for games workshop now for how long year
0: Half? seven months or so seven
1: months feels like longer andy
0: it does feel like longer but yeah. it's not actually longer feels enough. like a long time
1: when did you what was your official end date
0: yep it was a time all right <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think it was a uh, new year yeah it was february january February. February. Yeah. february 1st was like my last day wow
1: and now we're in middle of october what do you miss the most about it before we go into what it's actually like to work there?
0: Uh, I genuinely miss um, the customers a lot. Like, because I'm um, like, think about it, I was in that same place for 15 years. So it doesn't matter who walked in that door. Yeah. I knew, knew them. I had talked yeah. to them a dozen times before, if not a hundred times before. And we had banter and it was chats about what they were working on. And like, and there was another person who was genuinely very excited about the hobby. Yep. And my favorite thing about that is like, I have a hundred conversations a day about cool hobby, but that person coming in, this is the only opportunity yep. they have to have a cool hobby conversation. Then they go home to wife and kids who have no interest and don't care. And mm-hmm. have no way of engaging. And then, so they really look forward to that. So I really like giving all my time to someone who wants to have a chat. And um, Yeah. It was obviously- yeah I,
1: I, I feel that Andy. I feel like that's, that's our relationship.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. your, your normal <laughs> depressing day. And then I come into your life and talk to you about hobby
1: and- <gasps> Wow. Tell me all about stuff. Um yeah. Um and in terms of like I don't know what it was like towards the end. I actually haven't been into a games workshop store properly in ages. I was in Belfast a few weeks ago, but I didn't really engage with them. I wasn't like going in specifically to buy stuff and I've I've never really gotten on with the Belfast store. So if you're listening, guys, sort yourselves out.
0: Um a oh, problem not gonna have any of that.
1: Oh, just just <sighs> I tell you, I've I've had some really bad experiences in that store, and I don't know if I've always gone in on bad days. Like I went in after contrast was launched, and like I know there was a period of time in stores where they were just contrast was everywhere. People would walk in, you'd grab them and go, try this, it's amazing. Yeah. And then people would try it and they'd go, Fuck, oh, it's amazing. And I think I walked in the week that that officially stopped. Yeah,
0: literally, because
1: I'd heard about it, but I wasn't in. I wasn't in Belfast. My kid was up in the Apple Store because Apple run like uh, summer camps for kids, yeah. and so they were like learning how to do something on drones or you know, kind of. No, something. Yeah, yeah, just. I mean, I didn't care. It was good excuse to go to Belfast. So we got the train to Belfast, and I dropped him in the store, and then I was like, I'm going to go to Games Workshop, and it was the worst experience because I had literally like £120 in my pocket, sterling. Probably from like a trip that we'd been on to yeah. the UK and I just had cash. And I walked in, it was the same weekend that, what was it? it might have been like Warhammer, not not Underworlds. Um, Warcry? Yeah, Warcry had come out, something like that. Yeah. And I had gone in and I was literally stood there at the Warcry table looking at stuff. I'd picked up the book, I was going, no one spoke to me. I walked over to the desk and I said to the guy, oh, do you have the contrast pants? And he was like, yeah, yeah, they're all over there. And he pointed to the wall. I said, I've not used them. You don't still have, I, I heard you guys had like a demo stuff. And he was like, yeah, we'll finish that. And I was like, okay. And then I just ignored the whole time. I was there for like 20 minutes and no one talked to me. And I, I don't know, I, I felt like there was a stock take or something going on out back. There was like something going on. There was... I could see there were people out back and they were like, not messing about. Like, you know, they were, yeah. they were working at something. But then That's I was another... in a few weeks ago yeah. and it was fine. You know, it was it a was busy, I think it might have been Saturday. Like we, we'd gone up to look at stuff and I was like, well, I'm going to go buy some paint because I wanted to buy this um, blue paint that I'm using on my, on my little space dwarves. And I went in and I didn't know what I wanted. I knew I wanted to get some paint. Oh, and that's the reason I go to that store is to buy paint. Yeah. I was walking around and I was like, Do you know what I could buy? I could buy X and they didn't have it. And then I was like, Oh, do you know what I want? I want some squat prospectors. Because my, my plan for my army is still to do um two boxes of squat prospectors as just like the troops, as yeah. like an allied force, but they're obviously just following the standard rules. Yep. Yeah. And you know, good enough to go out back and check, but they didn't have that as well. Then I yeah. was like, Oh well what about what about X? And then it was online only and so I left with spray and like two pots of paint, which is fine. It's not their fault. But I picked up the spray and was walking around looking at stuff. And I felt like I was being watched, like I was stealing stuff. Because I was very vague about what I was asking. And, you know, yeah, I just got a bad vibe. From it. And I Every time I go to that store, I just get a bit of a bad vibe. And I, It's not a bad store. I'm sure everyone that's there is great. But maybe it's just the interaction model is different to what I expect in belfast than I don't know. other places
0: it's not all old thing like like i always talked about it with the staff when i had them was the like idea of like you don't get to have a bad day unfortunately because like i said to yeah. you know, a few minutes ago you know it might be your 50th conversation today but the person that you're talking to is the only conversation they get to have with someone and they don't want to have a sh- experience for their only conversation every three months like that okay. could literally make them go home and be like fuck this hobby i couldn't be arsed with it like i couldn't like Sometimes I just need that bolt of enthusiasm to keep them going or get them involved or yeah, just I don't
1: know. Yeah, and it was weird as well because I wasn't even asked like traditional hobby questions. Like no one asked me what was I working on. They were just asking me what was I looking for. And it was like it didn't encourage my brain in the same way as someone asking me what am I working on or you know, what Yeah. And it was also that other problem where like I wanted leagues of OTAN, which don't exist right now. Yeah. So I couldn't pick up any more leagues of OTAN. And then there was no Horus Heresy models because they're all online only except for like two of the tanks or something. Everything, like all the kind of standard troops are. Yeah. And so it was just, I I was the wrong customer for the store that day, but also Mm -hmm. it just didn't feel like I was being encouraged. But I agree with you that the best part of working in a store is, yes, you have to have structured conversations because Mm -hmm. you're in a business, you're trying to sell stuff absolutely the conversations I had with people were just awesome fun
0: yeah yeah it's definitely the thing that like I said I miss the most is just talking to those people it's like like I wonder like when I before I left there obviously anyone who was created after that wouldn't know but anyone who before I left I always thought to myself I wonder if there's a hobbyist in this entire country that I haven't met yeah Pro- probably not like <laughs> honestly- well, yeah
1: up, up to that up to that point right
0: yeah, like, who hasn't come to Dublin at some stage and who has, like, even if you're just, like, you're from nowhere, like, you're from any county that's, like, you know, far away or whatever, they tend to come up, you know, Christmas time or whatever of for a bit of Christmas shopping. And if you're a kid is into Warhammer and you come to Dublin, you know, like, you're going to pester them to bring you to the big store and have a look at the cool cabinets and all the models on the tables. And, like, like you know what I mean? So yep. it is, I think, I reckon I've spoken to pretty much every hobbyist that exists on this island.
1: It's mad, isn't it, to think that?
0: It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a strange old thought, but uh, I always liked it quite a lot. Um,
1: I guess we probably had different. We we started not. I think I started not long after you in terms of your your overall career. But what was it like for you starting a Games workshop? Like, what was it day one from when you applied right the way through to them offering you the job? How did that go? How did it feel?
0: I actually got called and um, fully enough i already worked for um i worked for river island. yeah i worked for river island at the time yep and um, i was a manager in there, running the suit department of selling suits and um, little 18 year old skinny me wearing a suit <laughs> well, not looking particularly good in it but i think
1: it. you had you had uh, hair back then as well didn't you
0: i think so the rumor <laughs> is but uh it can't be verified the files don't go back that far and um, um but yeah i got a call off rob Riley one day yep. um and that's actually the manager of belfast right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, he was like i'm getting the belfast door and i was like oh that's pretty cool you know congratulations or whatever and he's like i'd like you to apply for my position and i was like oh okay cool well, yeah sure so i applied for his position yep um and then it turned out there was two other positions as well one was for belfast now one yep. was for manchester town and two yep. were for dublin so three people got hired on day one. Oh wow so I started with two other people. I don't know how many people have ever done that in games workshop. Where it's like day one, three full timers starting from scratch. So there was a lot of fun there, like trying yeah. to learn on each other and everyone trying to kind of get a little leg up and trying to be better. And you know, I'm going to talk to that person, and you're going to talk to that like kind of thing. Um, uh, so one of them was I don't, some people know him, Mister Shabby was one of them, Tim mm-hmm. So You know, Tim Shabby is used to. Oh
1: yeah,
0: yeah, Tim Shabby and do you know Cron.
1: Uh Yes, I do yeah.
0: Cron, yeah, he's unfortunately no longer in the hobby Which breaks my soul Oh really? Yeah, he kind of gave it up a few years ago or more than a few years ago now but... So we had a lot of fun on day one Just having mm-hmm. the banter And like, I was under a great manager at the time Paul Hickey Yeah, uh, quality man him.
1: Went on to run Warmer World for many years
0: Yes, and he currently runs trade for Games Workshop Yeah, that's true yeah. All of it so. Into the ground he's, in, he's incredible
1: Yeah, no, he he was and he was the closest I've ever met to you in terms of energy level when it came to talking about hobby.
0: Yeah, I think that's where I got some of it from. What's my mannerisms and stuff kind of stuck mm. around. I, I, It was really funny because I remember being a manager then, which was seven, eight years later, I became yep. a manager. And I was at my first manager's meeting and we were doing some training on like conversations and stuff. And I asked mm. a question to one of the managers, like in a role play, like, you know, yeah, and he's a customer and I, and I asked him a question. The guy kind of went, It's a real Paul Hickey question to ask. And I was like, Oh god, it's, <laughs> it's still there. Um, but uh it was great because like you know day one, we're obviously all spending money and buying armies and stuff. Yeah. Um, I bought my Britonian army that day. Oh wow, I just bought a whole because like I got my paycheck, my last paycheck from River Island that day. Um, so I got to buy a whole me um and it was just it's just amazing just like everyone See, sitting down i've been really excited sentences to like that toy.
1: really make me miss being young because i don't know what i did but i had so much disposable income yeah I just i really miss that
0: i fell on my feet a friend of mine owned an apartment in temple bar mm-hmm. and he rented me a room for 200 euro so yep. i lived in temple bar in the center of town with no bills his parents paid all the bills
1: that was the same flat that you then spent two weeks uh with some sand and paper cleaning it your war hand
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And getting dust everywhere yeah it's
0: um, where we sorry our necromunda or campaign
1: yeah. yeah no no i i know but i just wanted to talk about how bad you were at like ventilation and stuff uh, oh my god I was, I was i don't know how i was telling this the other day this is going to be weird because no one else is going to know about this but i'm going to put it in the show cuz it's mad i remember being in, in your hallway and someone walked up behind me and like just you know you'd like poke someone in the side yeah and like they poked me left and right side at the same time and i literally you just, just went prone on the floor yeah,
0: yeah. If i remember you just you just you just became flop sweat i just, just collapsed
1: Collapsed. i've got such tickles and I just was on the floor it was i have never awful.
0: seen or heard that noise that you made or that reaction yeah. ever again since or never there before that it was I'm a unique man you just unlocked a memory i'd forgotten
1: yeah <laughs> It was terrifying. It was so funny.
0: But it was great, though, because we had a... Like, you were obviously our... Are you a fully trained chef? I know you're a stellar cook, and I've worked... Yeah, you are a fully trained chef. Fully trained
1: chef, yep.
0: So, like, when we were... Unlike other... I'm sure most listeners here have had games nights where you chill out and play mm-hmm. and like, like order a horrible takeaway or something. We had a gourmet chef in the kitchen <laughs> making these glorious meals. You're welcome. It was amazing. I am like it. Just, it's so you know, good. Making a broth before. Oh. Went, what are we having? What is yeah. this madness?
1: I love it. It's just, it's so good. But anyway, enough about me <laughs> collapsing in your hallway. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. And you did. I mean, that was, it was such a good little flat. It was what, like 10 minute walk from the store
0: yeah yeah I could go back i could go walk from like on my lunch i could walk home make yeah. something in the oven for 20 minutes eat it and then walk back to work <laughs> it was, was great
1: it was quality it was yeah it, it I will never have that experience again
0: no no this, for some reason doesn't matter how rich you are you're always just broke as anything at the end of a month it's just... yep <laughs> know, and what, what was, was
1: what was like your um because this is something people don't talk about i guess it seems to be like a secret but what was your interview process like with games workshop
0: uh it was a obviously i started giving them my cv even though they yeah, asked me to apply but i gave them a cv and they like my cv and then they give you uh invite you down to a uh an evening so it's basically like a late mm. night games night so if anyone was if anyone has been to a games workshop kind of been kind of like mostly gotten rid of late night games nights these days unfortunately but if you've been to that old late night games night it was kind of like that but it was closed door and it was all the people mm-hmm. who had applied for the job so everyone got the opportunity to come down like if you gave in a CV, so like 40, 50 people would be in the room. Oh, wow. And it was just like have a games night. So you were just like having chats and playing games and chatting. And they like this all the staff were just seeing how you interacted interacting with people. Yeah. So like they were giving out name badges to start with. And I had a beanie hat on. So the first <laughs> thing I did was put my name badge on my head. Of course. Um, just to stand out a little bit. Uh, And I went and I chatted with all the staff and I had a bit of crack and played some games and, and it was good because it wasn't even just the staff that were in the store that I had known. It was the staff who worked in Blanchardstown at the time. So it was, uh, oh, what was his name? Maybe it's not his name, but really nice guy. Jamie Forrester, (laughs) really big guy, uh, but very serious man. So, um,
1: he went on to do big things as well he, he
0: still is, he's still doing big things against he's, he's no joke of a, of a man he's, he's an important dude now But he was, he, like I said, he's intimidating, he's got a big presence And yeah, like he, has was. Those, he has those looks Like if you know he's annoyed at you, he's annoyed at you yep. um, And I remember he was the one I was like That's the nut that I'm going to crack, I want him to remember me At the end of this night because um, every, I was the actual staff that worked there were biased because we spent so much yeah. time together So that went well um, And then after that you get invited down To an interview Yep uh, so you actually sit down and interview and you're told to bring a case and shops and toys and stuff so that was good oh, wow. Sh- showed off some toys that i did and i think it was more to i think some people perceive that as they just want to see how good a builder or a painter you are they don't yeah, care sure. about that they just want to see how you can exi- excitedly talk about your toys yep so obviously i did that and it was great crack and then if you pass that stage you got a floor trial so you get to put an hour on the shop floor and um, talking to people coming in and chatting and stuff and Uh, they obviously judge you on that how can you talk to random new people which because I'd worked in retail for a few years before that selling suits and stuff like I'm super comfortable with just anyone who walked through the door being like hey how's it going what's going like let's have a chat kind of thing Um, and they told us don't run intro games don't try and run an introductory activity you're not trained on how to do an introductory activity what I did was during my process, I got to some people that were new and I was talking, I was like, oh man, would you, would you like to see how it all works? And know oh like, God. oh yeah, I'd, I'd love to. And I just turned to the guy who was like reviewing me and he was like, hey, these guys would really like to check out how it works. Do you want to show them? I the was like, <laughs>
1: oh, you <laughs> bastards. So
0: He had to then break off and run a whole intro game. Uh, cool. the manager Paul Hickey was like, yeah, that works for me. I like
1: it. <laughs> yep. That sounds like something Paul would like.
0: So I got my job. Uh, I remember Tim's when I was in the shop hanging yeah. out um, when Tim got his shop floor walk. And for some reason, he just had the worst experience. Like everyone that came in didn't speak English and he was standing yeah. there like, God, oh God, oh God. And the last people that basically came in for his time trip, he was like, oh, sorry, I don't. He was like, I'm sorry, I have to talk to somebody. So you're talking to you.
1: Oh my God. That's, like, what? You okay. did such a good Tim impression just then.
0: <laughs> he, he's so excitable that they just they just did it. And he did it and rocked it. And he was great. I loved work with him. Oh, so, so till To this day, he's probably my favorite person to ever work with.
1: You had You had a very different experience to me very very different experience
0: yeah i mean there's just different phases like they didn't do that anymore they did that for a couple more years like i i ran a couple of those sessions yeah Um, uh, but i never hired someone on something like that i just was like a staff member working there when that was going on to hire somebody else kind mm. of thing it's kind of cool but uh yeah it's just bizarre
1: like i came in at uh... <laughs> i don't know they seem to have just found a pile of money i think um yeah because because when i when i got involved i was so i lived where i lived when we uh we worked together, so I was in County Louth, and mm-hmm. I applied online, I think, because that was how you did things. And I was like, well, I'm going to give it a go, see what happens. Yeah. And I got an email, and I was like, yeah, I would, I would, I would absolutely love to attend, uh, love to attend a session. Where is this? Oh, you're going to fly me to Nottingham. All right, yeah. then. And I got flown to Nottingham, and I remember it very clearly. So if you've ever been to East Midlands Airport, there was a man at the front with my name on a plaque. <laughs> yeah. And I got into a car, and they drove me in and put me in the in a, in a hotel in Nottingham. And I went out and I got some dinner that night. And I would the next day there was like fifty of us in the. So I suppose the easiest way to describe this to anyone who's never worked for Games Workshop, which is probably six of you. Um, <laughs> Opposite the entrance to Warhammer World, there is a building that has the Imperial Aquila and a Age of Sigmar uh version of the Aquila. Yep. And in there there is a big it's not actually that big. It's it's quite small compared to the rest of the rooms in Warhammer World, but it's um I think it's the Moot. And yep. it was the room that we did all of all of my, you know, assessments in. Yep. And it was like we were given straws and we were told to build a thing. And I Bridges remember and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I had an iPad with me, and this was a revelation. No one had ever seen one. Yeah. And because it was brand new, it was literally brand new. I think yeah, I picked yeah. it up as I was leaving the country, or like a week or two before. And I was just sat there going, "Well, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna sketch out what we're gonna do first before we do this." And I don't know, you know. Obviously, you know, we both have very similar personalities in in one sense, and we're very good at commanding people. Mm-hmm. so I just did what I did and we built a structure and mm-hmm. we had a good time and then I flew home and that was weird and then I was offered a job to just yeah. work in the store in Dublin like not even I wasn't a manager I was just working in the store in Dublin
0: and and that was, was the weirdest time because they yeah. took it all out of the, the power of the managers
1: yeah and I that just showed just up this one weird day, day,
0: day where it's like I need a staff member and then two weeks later someone you've never met just walks in the door mm. like hi I'm your new staff member I'm like I'm oh, yeah. sorry what who are you
1: I showed up one day and I It was awesome. I was terrified. I remember, um, you know, we, we were asked to do, do training on how to run an intro game, but it was like this was the era where everything was fun, so you couldn't have dice. Yeah. So it was like you had to talk about how the Skaven from Island of Blood were going to kill the High Elves and, like, discuss it and kind of make it... It was kind of like, you know, post Lord of the Rings era, so people were like they wanted to have the story and it was fine, yeah. but it's just not now it's okay but you know then i was too young for that i couldn't i didn't have the confidence to do it yeah and then literally i think it was a wednesday it was quiet nothing happening and so i was bored and so i went to the terminal and i printed out the planogram for the books i started to sort the books out Mm -hmm. and this dapper gentleman walks in with a waistcoat and some long hair He goes, "Are you all right? What you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, hello. How can I help?" Just had a wee chat with him. He goes, "Oh no, I'm I'm Lindsay. I'm I'm here to just here to see the see the boss." And I was like, "Oh no way! I'll let you out back." And then about twenty minutes later, someone came out to me and went, "What were you doing?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's really impressed with you. What were you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I know I took some initiative and sorted out the books, and I was called out to the back about you know, 45 minutes later, an hour later after lunch, maybe. And Lindsay was like, well, I'm going to put you onto a guy called Doug. He's got, he's got a vacancy coming up. It's in the UK. Would you be keen? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> and that was that was how I became a store manager. Yes. <laughs> it was literally yeah. because I did something and it's, I know it's, it's a little bit different now. There's a little bit more structure because back then it was run more like, I don't want to sound stupid, But back then it was run more like a real business where they had regions and regional managers and you had Mm -hmm. to do, you know, your region worked on blah, blah, blah. Now each store is its own entity. So you've actually kind of gone back. There's territories. A
0: little bit. Yeah. There's territories like there's only three of them, like one, two and three kind of thing.
1: Went to it went to a big phase where you wouldn't just put someone in a store. You had to know them. You had to know they could do the job because it was literally on you to do everything. There was no real support. They call it your business. Yeah. Yeah, which is how a lot of places work and it's fine, but it was, <laughs> it was nuts. And I, I've been trying to think about this the last few days because I was trying to get my head around what it was like for me because I'd been overseas, you know, but I'd never, <laughs> never lived anywhere else. Yeah. And I remember that I was in – I moved to the UK in December 2010 and I remember being there for Christmas and I was in a hotel in Eastbourne where they ran the store. I do not remember when I brought my stuff over, but I remember that they rented a van for me Yeah and the van was just left outside when I found a flat. It was just left outside my flat and the keys were there. And then I yep. drove to Ireland, yep. got the ferry, filled up a van, drove back. It was mad Yeah, <laughs> for a guy who was like, what was, I don't even know how old I was, but like it's just—it was such a weird thing and such an inspiring thing just to have a company give you essentially all this money, in you know. Obviously, it wasn't yeah. cash. I was like, but it was just—it was nuts.
0: It—it it was a bizarre period of time, to like yeah. to like hiring up there, and I think to to some kind of degree. The smaller stores are kind of treated the same the the like yeah. ones in small towns like they take bigger risks with who they hire for those kind of things they can just be like oh we'll give this guy a shot it's not going to break the bank like yeah anything bigger capital city or anything they're going to take pretty seriously yeah of course um but uh it's it's yeah it's it's not it's not hard to get a job in games workshop it's no it's hard to keep a job in games workshop it, like I don't mean that in a bad way, like they're going to get rid of everybody, but there's a certain type of fit yeah. and they'll find out if you're not the right fit pretty quickly. And then it's not like a thing like they'll sack you. They'll just they'll literally just say, you know, do you think you're the right fit? And you'll know like, no, I don't think
1: I'm the right fit. Um, I don't think retail is for a lot of people. I think retail is really tough and this is very high energy, high octane retail Yeah. in a way that it's, it's it always reminds me of like the, like, anyone who works in retail in Hollywood movies it's that kind of high energy even if it's even if you're very calm yeah. you still need to be switched on all the time
0: yeah it's that you thing know? like it's that what I call exactly like I said it's that this might be the only time this year they come into a games workshop so
1: yeah and then maybe it was different it changed over the years but I really felt that there was no guidance for me other than the basics, you were very much allowed to do and say whatever you wanted.
0: When you're Di- running your store, like...
1: Yeah, or even just working in the store. I didn't really get a huge sense that there was a lot of guidance given to me by management about how I should engage with the public. Yeah. But I've worked for a lot of companies since I worked for Games Workshop. Yeah. And I have been given literal scripts that I had to follow sentence yeah. by sentence. There wasn't that kind of... Even even at the most kind of restrictive I've ever had it in Games Workshop, there was never that kind of thing.
0: But that's a once again that's a it's a because everyone's store runs themselves. I'm not going to name names of anybody, but there are managers yeah. out there that's that ran stores like that. They would like because once they once a manager decided this is a policy now, I'm, yep. I'm going to write a policy that is you have to greet everyone this way, and I want everybody to sign it that you are in agreement that you are going to do this task. Staff members are like yeah, sure, it doesn't look like hard, and then as soon as you don't do it they can just keep pulling you up on it and then they can get rid of you for it because they they told you and they've trained you and they've shown you and you've signed it and yep. and then other people are just more like relaxed like i always took a more relaxed like personal training for staff mm. like one of the things i would said to staff is like for the first month of your training we're not going to do an awful lot all mm. i want you to do is get really comfortable talking to strangers Yep, because that is the biggest thing for most people coming into games workshop to learn is to just like there's a person that you've never met before. Walk up, say hello, spark up a conversation, and talk about Warhammer. Yep. And I find that if if in the first month they get that down, they're super comfortable having chats. They're not like standing there trying to have a chat and then also having thinking, "Oh, my manager's staring at me, and he wants me to say these seventeen things." And I said, yep. like, "No, just have a chat. Just tell me." Like you know what I mean? Uh, I think they become such just better staff members from that point. Yep. And um, I think they're much more malleable after that, like, OK, now I try and find out what they're working on and how they're going to go from there and what their next project is and what colors they're going to paint. And like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, of course, you can do that. because You know, how to start a conversation and then they're just natural questions you're going to ask them.
1: Yep. And I, I, you know, my my background in Games Workshop was very much around the time of the what we used to call the Ten Commandments. And yeah. it was basically a structure on how to have a conversation. It wasn't about what you should say or how you should say it or you didn't even have to do all ten of them. But it was like a if you're stuck, you can kind of just you know, stop talking about that and move on. Like there's so many people, like probably not now, but a few years ago, you would have had conversations all the time where someone's like, Oh, I miss Bretonians, oh I miss Tomb Kings. Yeah. And instead of it just being a whinge, because you can kinda of go and have a whinge anywhere, right? Yeah, it was how to kind of move from that part of the conversation onto the next part of the conversation and be like
0: I was always really snarky with those people those are some of the people <laughs> I was always like
1: I was like oh you, you were really like, like in my room? I have them all at home
0: No, I'd be like oh you really like yeah, yeah. how come you never bought them when they were out oh well, I just didn't and I was like yeah neither did anybody else that's why they're not that's, here anymore
1: I think that's my favourite thing I've ever heard from Games Workshop yeah. you know they do the um, uh, the, the kind of print to order runs of stuff yeah They did this around the time of Edge Sigmar. I think it might have been like the High Elves or something. They were like doing the... And someone had said, you know, why are you doing this? You know, what are you going to get rid of these things? And they were like, no, the reason we do them is because we want people to be able to get these models. Yeah. And also these models have been on sale for a long time. And they were like, well, how's it going for you? (laughs) The answer was, well, we sold more High Elves, this particular unit of High Elves, in this one weekend than we sold for their entire run before that. (laughs) <laughs> because this is the problem with everything Games Workshop does is I don't need to buy Archeon because he'll always be on the shelf. Yeah. Until he's not on the shelf. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I really wanted to buy that guy. It's yeah. it's mad. And I agree with you, people just didn't buy Bretonians and because no, if they, they did, they'd they did. still exist. They would have exactly, changed exactly. them, but they'd exist.
0: Yeah, if if they were a top-selling thing, they would and like I said, I worked there for 15 years. Uh Warhammer's been gone for what, five years now? So I was around for a decade when Warhammer was on the shelves in all its glory, new models coming out every month kind of thing. And man, do you know how many Bretonian armies I've seen on the tables in 10 years? Like Tomb King's armies I've seen on the tables in 10 years? None. Like yeah. I was a Bretonian player and I think it was honestly one other person and then I think it was about five Tomb King's armies I've seen in 10 years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is not a sustainable business model.
1: <laughs> nope. Um, and and, and uh, I can't even, can't even get words out. It was so... The I had the exact same thing with Tomb Kings, um, the Sphinx is that what he was? Yeah, um, like we got one of those in on launch day, it was still there a year later. Yeah, like I loved it. I bought a few of them, but yeah, I, I was one of those weird people that, um, whenever I bought something, I would mail order it because <laughs> I didn't have to take it out of the box and I could just take it home on the bus, it was easier, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I would like go on the bus with like a big brown box a lot of the time, but it was fine. Um, yeah, but it's I also, that was something I did in my store, actually. That was a weird one. I, you know, when I had staff in Brighton, I didn't usually let them buy stuff on days they were working because I wanted it on the shelf for the customers to buy. I'd be If, if it was the last thing, you know, they were going home or they had two days off or whatever, I'd be more than happy for them to buy it before they leave. But if they could just order it, it'd be there Thursday. So, yeah, I was, you know, that was an unnecessary rule that I had put in place, but I thought it was a good way to kind of make sure we yeah. had stock.
0: It is. It's a, it's a great way of doing it. Like I've done something similar before with uh but like backwards, where like if it was a limited thing and I wanted on the shelf to sell, but it was yep. still available to order, I would have them order it and then they could take the shop one. But then I know it was one I go like might go out of stock in a week, but I'll have one on the shelf to sell after that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is very sneaky, but it'll work to treat.
1: Yeah, um, no, I mean that's that's I mean I remember being in Dublin actually. When was it? It was one of those limited uh limited model run things. I didn't get the model in the end, it might have been the Stormcast that has the, the two-handed spear um, uh-huh. but there was a bunch of them in the cabinet and they were like put aside for people who would pre-ordered something or whatever yeah. and I was like oh, but, I, but I want to buy one and I was told I couldn't because they were pre-orders, I was like well, hide them then, don't let yeah. me see them I don't yeah. mind that you've kept them for someone, that's completely that's lovely but I don't need to see them put them in the back, <laughs> you have a back room just get rid yeah. of them
0: yeah, it's good times <laughs> <laughs>
1: tormenting me
0: yeah I like tormenting people it's great yeah <laughs> it's just it's just I don't know it's that thing like as well like I love i like I loved old Warhammer like it was the best thing yep, in the world it was great. It. favorite game loved way after Lord of the Rings my favorite game Um, and like I'm getting slowly more excited for the old world but I am in no way shape or form confident that that as a game system will be successful
1: well, now it looks like there's 12 armies. So, you know, when's it actually coming out?
0: I have no idea. I, I like, I, I literally have no idea. Like, I think we might get our first product from it next year because next year is the 40th anniversary of Old Warhammer.
1: Yeah. I, hope I don't we really do. know if
0: you can have an anniversary for something that's dead. Like if you, if you, you know, go out with your missus for f- 10 years and then you divorce her five years later. You get back together are you celebrating your 15 year anniversary or your first year mm. like is it still 40 years
1: I, um, I think i think there's something about the anniversary that i mean next year's a weird year as well because we're probably going to get new edition 40k because that would make yeah, sense from a timeline yeah, point yeah, of view so yeah, yeah. are they going to push it is it just going to be like a black templar stabbing an orc but you know betronian maybe that'd be cool
0: i don't know but i, I don't think it'll fall under the same remit as like a it's not going to be an Age of Sigmar box head or a 40k box head. No, It'll be like a Necromunda a launch model. or a Blood Bowl. It'll just, be a, a specialist a single thing. Model. I,
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it was just a single bretonian Knight charging or like the Green Knight or something gets redone for 40 years.
0: Maybe.
1: I mean, we'd all buy the Green Knight in two seconds. Yes, if it was, multiple, yeah. many There's, of him. There you go. You have a unit. Oh my God. Speaking of which, how stupid is it that I want to use the new Rough Riders for Age of Sigmar? For a realm of metal kind of approach,
0: not stupid.
1: Isn't that the best idea you've ever heard?
0: I am still teetering back on a seesaw as to whether I like them or not.
1: Oh, I love them. I don't like the heads, um, but I would just replace them with Cadians or Deathcore Krieg helmets. So I think I was are... saying
0: today that like I built a box of carskins and yep. I've got sixteen heads left over. There you I go, of Ten of them are the helmeted heads, so you can literally put those on, which I think would suit them really well. Yep. Um, I don't know, like.
1: I think the heads are perfect for what they're like. They've actually done the old regiment, which is great. But I also don't like that look. So
0: like on first glance, I don't think the model knows what it wants to be.
1: It's like, it's it's
0: like six different aesthetics all mashed into one. Now that's was my first initial thought. And then I looked at that picture where it's like five or six of them charging. I'm like, okay, I kind of like that.
1: I love everything about it. I I posted it in in my friend uh, chat group. And one of my my, uh, friends commented... Where is it? Nice of them to cover up half the horse in a cloak for people who hate painting horses, but love painting cloaks.
0: Yeah, I don't like the cloak at all. No, exactly. Why, why is it on Bretonni and on it? Why why is to I
1: love it. I think it's great. I also saw someone randomly comment that, you know, what about these eye masks that the horses are wearing? And it was like, well, because they've got a fragmentation grenade three feet from their face. Yeah, it's what? Yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. I think I really do. I think it's Maybe that's it.
0: Now the cloak makes sense. Maybe it's literally from burns and shrapnel from the frickin' grenade that's died. It makes sense in my head now. Which is why there's
1: no cloaks in the back.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's all I needed. I just needed a rational reason as to why they were half Bretonian. I'm done. I love it.
1: I think these models are. I'm going to buy several boxes of them because I absolutely love them. I hate the heads. Yeah, I'm not I'm doing the... I'm the heads. same. I'm not
0: doing the heads. I'm not doing the Attila heads. Yeah,
1: and I I think they're perfect for what they are, but I'm just not... I really hope they come with an additional head type in the box. But
0: Someone said to use the Scion beret heads as well might be really cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah,
1: maybe. Not bad idea actually.
0: I, I still like the car skin idea with the breathers and stuff because I imagine these guys... I still put them in, like, World War One trench warfare yes. where they kind yeah, of horse. Yeah, I mean, they're,
1: they're on a horse. Yeah, and
0: so oddly like mustard gas and stuff, so they're like...
1: Yeah, they're not on... They're not on mechanical horses either, which I, I think is interesting. Like even looking at the big picture, there doesn't seem to be like anyone with an augmented leg or anything. Uh, um, no, I guess not, horse-wise. no. So
0: I guess you know what happens to like horses who have dodgy legs just, and then you get
1: a new one. Um <laughs> it's the Imperium, yeah, they grow you a new one in the yeah. back. But it's the stuff like that, and I really I do I want them. And this now is uh, scratches an itch for me that I've wanted for a long time and this this is I think the thing that's most interesting about working for Games Workshop is all you do when you're not speaking to people is speak to the people that you work with and get excited about stupid stuff like yeah, people sat on horses and you're concerned why they've got cloaks on half of them yeah. and why you don't like that and as soon as someone explains something that makes any sense you're like, I'm buying 12. Yeah. 12. 12 not, boxes. No, no, Yes, 12 boxes, yeah. I'm not, not, not buying 12. 60 horses, of these guys. 12 yeah, yeah. boxes, yeah. yeah. And it's it's stupid stuff like that but I'm now, like, I've put off doing it for years but I'm going to buy some um, Gene Stealer Cult bike guys because yeah. I can now have mounted Imperial Guard again. Yep. So yep. I can have bike units, I can have horses. The new um, Lord Commander guy who's supposed to come out on a horse is going to be shown off next week or the week after.
0: Wait, I didn't read that. was there actually a character one?
1: Yeah, he's he's the guy on the front cover of the new guard book that they haven't revealed yet.
0: Wait, this isn't in this article, is it? Is this just something that you've heard?
1: Uh, both. So at the very end of it, there's there's another reveal from the Codex Astro Militarum. A big one. Make sure to stay tune next week. My guess is that's probably the tank. (laughs) It could be. It could be the, uh, yeah, but I mean, he's the guy on the front cover, so it's pretty exciting one way or the other.
0: Yeah. yeah, Like, I would love a, because, like, I've got two, like, two or three mounted characters from my Kree. Yeah. I've got a Marshall and a Commissar. So, yeah, more horsies, please. Um, Yeah, it's
1: brilliant. And, like, it's just, it was unexpected. Like, I, I knew from the rumor engine that that's what that spear was, but I still see what they've done and I don't dislike them at all. And the more I understand and look at them, I'm like, that makes more and more and more and more and more sense. love it. Love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I said, the thing that was struggling for me was the cloth and now you've explained it. It's literally I'd imagine it's like, like almost like a fire blanket. It's like Kevlar almost like that kind of thing.
1: And it was, it was the, it was the eye shield that kind of, when someone said that, I was like, that makes such sense. And then obviously everything else falls into place. It's brilliant.
0: I would imagine it was like super clever. So like the trigger on his staff, which detonates the, 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 the fragmentation. Closes get, the eyes. Closes the eyes. Could you imagine oh, that? So they're not blind and they don't like get disorientated or something. And then it, it's only for like two seconds, but that's all you need. Oh, look, they're wearing little horseshoes and everything. I like that.
1: See, people say things like that. And then I'm like, you've never played 40K. Nobody has ever had Rough Riders last two rounds of combat. So <laughs> you know, you don't care about the horse after <laughs> that impact. <laughs> Everyone is dead. It's fine. Yes, you um, literally brought a horse to a gunfight it's not it's not yeah, of course but yeah. this is this is what i remember the most from working in games workshop is having stupid conversations like this and then i went and bought three maticores that's why I'm, I'm, i also Imperial
0: miss Guard. that i miss having that kind of now thankfully i am in a situation where i go online with people every day and we chat yeah, about hobby course. and stuff if i didn't have that i'd be going at the walls because i need people to like bounce off ideas and stuff i imagine um, that's
1: the worst part of your um twitch streams as well because you can kind of get engaged in a conversation but you don't really get feedback because it's text and there's big gaps between it and
0: i actually don't mind that in the stream like as long as somebody's engaging back with me if someone's asking me questions and if they're putting in i love that like there's nothing worse in my whole there's nothing worse in my job i mean genuinely in my job than if i've been on stream for 10 minutes and nobody's saying anything i hate that i feel like like they're so disinterested i'm obviously being stupid i'm not excited they're just being polite but like they've reminded me a bunch of times like you're in a hobby stream man
1: they're doing hobby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I still and feel crappy you know you're you're a celebrity now so that actually some people are just afraid to talk to you because you won't talk back right And I know that's so stupid to say it because yeah well that's you, what they people are also... used to
0: twitch that's yeah, so used to people not talking back and um, I always make an effort to just talk to everybody Welcome everybody in and answer every question. And I even make the extra effort. Someone asked me today, I was like, why do you read out all the questions? Why do you read out everyone's comments? And like because other people are doing hobby. So the head is down. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's no point of replying to things. And then someone has to look up and be like, wait, what is he replying to? What is that in relation to? So I just keep reading it, which obviously slows down everything I do, but it's I think it's helpful.
1: But like, I, I think that for me, and I think another thing we should touch on just before we finish, and I am going to finish now because uh, it's we've been talking for ages and I have to walk the dog. And she's really upset with me today because she had a haircut. Oh, um, no. Yeah, she hates that. Um, obviously, people are, don't know, um, you're on the uh, Games Workshop lucky list. And yeah. so you get you get sent a bunch of stuff in advance of everything. And yeah. I, <clears throat> you don't need to confirm or deny this, but I, I don't know much about it because I'm not on that. I'm not on the list or anything, but... I would guess you have stuff now probably till the end of October. That's two weeks from, from when I'm recording. You don't have to say anything because I know you probably shouldn't. But tell people, because there's so many rumors out there about what you can and can't do now that you're on that fancy list.
0: Yeah, I hate those uh, rumors. Like, Yeah, they
1: drive me insane because like, I've...
0: Even, even like, like Midwinter Workshop. Minis' video, remember like, he's like, oh, I've cut yeah. ties with Games Workshop I am no longer bound by the... My NDA literally says we are going to be sending you gifts. They count as gifts.
1: Wow. Oh, is, then,
0: Well, yeah, of course, <laughs> but they literally say there is absolutely no criteria to do anything with these. Yep. If you choose and- that, you want to make a video on it, or if you want to post on your social media, go for it. You do not have to do yep. anything.
1: And for someone who worked in, uh, retail, uh, External to Games Workshop, but selling Games Workshop products. I believe the only restriction you have is the same as we did, which was 10 a.m. on the Saturday.
0: Yeah, I get an embargo date for things, which is yep. like you can't say post or talk about or show anybody anything before that time. And that like it, it most of the time, you're right, it's 10 a.m. is exactly the same time as pre-orders go up, but they they said things might be different sometimes, and you have to be yeah, super careful because things move around, embargo dates change, but like Like, let's, I'm not going to be like naive with this. Like they say you don't have to do anything. Okay. But if they sent me stuff for two months and I didn't post or do anything about it, they would have a phone call being like, are we sending it too much? Or are you not engaged? Or, you know, like you would obviously probably lose your privileges. Like I'm not stupid, but I love it. I love sharing. It's it's literally what my channel is all about. I wanted to take away the fear of new releases. I wanted people to be like, oh my God, this big, scary model is out. I really want it, but I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. I bet. Mediocre hobbies has done a video on it. I click, click, click. There it is. I can buy this model now, and I can just copy this guy, and I'll have a cool model for myself. That's that's all I want to do is take away the fear. And Games Workshop is sending me and basically making that dream a reality. They just here, keep doing it. So
1: um, yeah, but I, I think the the thing that's most interesting, which is the thing that's most speculated about online, is that they do not suggest there's no content oversight. Like no, um, they don't
0: own it. They don't tell me what to say. They don't nope. like. I think that the most obvious of that is how many people this week have said they games are sent me the new tools, and unfortunately 80% of the feedback is bad. Yep. Do you know what I mean? But like they're oh, but not the, worried the they're internet, gonna lose.
1: The internet will say that's not main GW, that's the GW that makes the tools and the terrain <laughs> and stuff. It's not the it's not overseer GW that you know
0: James Workshop's not breathing down their necks. no I
1: love James Workshop. He's great. <laughs> Absolutely love, I love what they did with with that character i wish he was a little bit less um matt berry and a little bit slightly different but i I really love him i think he's so stupid
0: i'm usually only alive at christmas (laughs)